We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings Waste Management Open Picks Research Preview. The first look at the first truly, well, I wouldn't say major event, because it's not a major, but this is the real kickoff to the PGA season. Casual people going to flock back over as it is the lead-in for the Super Bowl. $20 million in the purse, $3.6 million to the winner, so get your one and done right. If there's a week to get one right, you haven't got one yet, that's okay. You save it all for this week, and you'll surge to the very top of the standings. My walkthrough is powered by FantasyNational.com. If you want to get your hands on FantasyNational.com, go to FantasyNational.com slash Mayo and get yourself 20% off. You can build all the tools. I mean, you'll see the tools throughout the course of this walkthrough. So uh, if it's something that interests you, get the 20% off discount, all right? Makes a ton of sense. I don't see why you wouldn't, honestly. The Listener's League should be available on Monday show with Feinberg, so I'm just getting it on Mondays now. I used to get it on Saturday evenings. Uh, not so much is the case in 2023. Uh, the odds are already out at DraftKings Sportsbook, so we don't even have to guess the odds. But the quick things that you need to know, obviously, elevated prize pool. 22 of the top 25 players in the world are going to be playing in this event. It's a loaded field. It's better than the Tournament of Champions. It's a full field of 136 players. Top 65 and ties make the cut. 
And I guess we should probably talk about the venue itself, TPC Scottsdale, uh, a course which you know I've had the pleasure of attending. I went there on my bachelor party. I think I've said that every year since, and I had a tremendous time. Uh, if you ever get a chance to sit in between holes number one and hole, no, not hole number one, hole number six and seven, yeah, you can see the approaches on six, and the par three is number seven, uh, as you can watch guys hitting the long one over on that but tpc scottsdale 7261 yards par 71 the greens are bermuda but they're not really bermuda it's really weird like when you go and take a look at the course fact sheet that they put out it just has some sort of really long convoluted thing tiff eagle bermuda overseeded with velvet bentgrass poa trivials with perennial ryegrass dot one zero zero i legitimately have no idea what that means just know that these greens are historically very firm they run faster than the pga tour average but they're super easy especially mid-range putting you see just a very high percentage of putts made from like 15 to 25 feet which you don't normally see i mean when i say a lot it's like three times as much as like your average tour event which means it's like 40 percent, something like that at least that's a trend that we've seen in the past few years uh this event has helped out poor putters and short putts have become easier in these conditions. In 2020, the field made 89% of putts inside 10 feet. That's an absurd rate. So uh, when you see Scotty Scheffler's breakthrough last year, I mean, what's been the difference? We go back and investigate Scotty Scheffler a little bit in that amazing run that he went on and he hasn't won since last year's Masters. What's really been the difference? Well, he putted well for the four events that he won. He hasn't put well really before or after. That's why he didn't have a win and doesn't have one since. Because the rest of his numbers actually still rate out to be very, very good. More on the course, as you can kind of see, as we're doing the, the shout out to our friends at Golf Digest for providing this flyover for us. But there's no real DraftKings showdown advantage. If you're looking at it, 17, 18, and 1, and 8, 9, and 10 are similarly favorable in terms of streaks. So it doesn't really matter where your guys start. Hole number 17 uh, was the third easiest a year ago, and hole number 18 was the seventh toughest a year ago. So just not really much ado about nothing uh, where you guys start in terms of showdown for the first two days. The par three is pretty tough. Hole seven and 12 were two of the four toughest holes on the course last year. Hole seven had a 10% birdie rate. It was the only hole last season that had a sub 11% birdie rate. So you're not going to really make up a ton on hole number seven. Par fours, the majority of them are 400 to 475 yards. Hole 11 had the highest bogey rate on the course last season of around 20%. And it's the beginning of a tough run. Holes number 11, 12, and 14 were three of the four toughest a year ago. So keep that in mind when you're coming out of the turn. You start to see guys either go up or down the leaderboard. Obviously, 16's a reachable par 5. All the par 5's are super reachable. Uh, they measure just over 550 yards. All three of them had an eagle rate north of 2% last season. Hole 13 had a higher birdie rate than par rate, which is kind of insane. And 12 of the 13 finishers last year gained the strokes on the par fives. So par fives are going to be very important. I mean, as they kind of always are, but it's funny how important they tend to be at this course, despite there only being three of them, where a lot of the courses that we're going to see are going to have four of the par five. 16 is fun, though. It draws. It, there's water on this course. There's not a ton of water on the course. But 16, 17, and 18 all have water in play. But 16 and 17, it doesn't really matter if you go. I mean, it does matter if you go in the water. It's not good, obviously. But there's no real downside if you go in the water 
on especially on number 17 so like you can drive it so everyone's going to take their shots at it everyone in the field is going to get an opportunity to take a shot it's 332 yards but there's water looming just off to the left so you have like eagle in play it's tough it's a three putt hole too if you just hit it on the very front of the green and the sunday pin is that one in the back that's very difficult to get to but you can make eagle on it uh, that happens I assumed it would be a risk-reward proposition, but players have made par 40% of the time on number 17, even after going in the water. And the field makes birdie at over a 38% clip and eagle at more than a 1% clip, so there's really no incentive to lay up on this hole. And the, the approach shot, if you do lay up, is actually pretty difficult anyway. So you're going to find a bunch of people going in the water, but a lot of them are going to save par anyway. It's just like on 16. Like, that's a magnet, the approach shot, because you have to clear the water. It's like... Now, an easier version of the final hole at TPC Twin Cities where you have to clear a lot of water to get onto the green in two. But everyone's going to go for it because if you do put it in the water, you can probably still get it up and down for par. It's not that big of a deal. So just everyone go nuts. That's why the par five scoring ends up becoming so important uh, this week. So those are the course notes. Let's jump over to the field on fantasynational.com. As mentioned, this field is absolutely stacked and the lines have even been nicely provided for us by DraftKings Sports. Like very rarely on the research show are odds out for this event, but uh, this is one that has gathered a lot of attention in terms of what we want to see and what we want to bet on. So the futures market was truly terrible for a while. They only ever adjusted people up like they do at majors and even on DraftKings. I think they were, I think they were the only place offering these early odds. But either way, everything has reset itself right now, uh, and this is probably about what we're going to see on Monday morning. We might get a few other adjustments. The biggest one that I'd watch out for, like, I don't think it really matters uh, what happens at Pebble Beach, regardless of who wins. Like, it's not really going to move the... If, whoever wins is going to get an uptick in odds if they're in this field. But Cam Young is the one that I would look at. What a, what a savvy move by the PGA Tour, because there's an Asian Tour event, the Saudi International, that's going on right now overseas. All the live guys are playing in it, and they get allocated world rankings points and that's a way that they can build them up to get themselves back into the majors until something else gets rectified but as long as they're using the world golf rankings this is going to be an issue cam young is actually a pga player he's like one of two in the event that is playing in the event and he actually has a chance to win so not only will he go steal a nice purse get his appearance fee over in saudi arabia if he wins he'll also make sure that all these live guys don't get the full complement of world golf rankings which they were just so desperately looking for he's currently 40 five to one on DraftKings Sportsbook if he wins listen I outside of he was gonna be a popular play anyway at this number uh, a guy who drives the ball really well and actually can make a ton of putts I think that number is going to be gone uh, if he wins it probably drops to 30 even if he doesn't win it's probably dropping down to 35 putting him in that like Victor Spieth, Sungjae, like if Victor wins, he'll go to 25 to 1. If Spieth wins, he'll go to 25 to 1. But the favorites in this field of, again, 136, Rahm and Rory, the only two below 10 to 1, Xander and Scheffler, both 11 to 1 at the moment. Thomas, Homa are both 16 to 1. Can't lay at 18. And then we're into the 20s and some great players here. Honest to God, just looking at it on first glance, knowing who has won here in the past, the types of players that do well. You have Fitz, Morikawa, Finau, Tom Kim, Hideki Matsuyama, all those guys are pretty good selections. Not that I'm going to bet all five of them, but like Finau and Hideki, obviously, it's Phoenix. Obviously, Hideki should have your interest. Although we saw Webb Simpson 
he became what was it? Jeez, the I think he's the tenth player who has won both the both in Phoenix and won the Players Championship as well. So guys have played pretty well at the Players Championship or have won at Sawgrass or just play well at TPC courses overall are generally a pretty good look here. So just keep that in mind. Obviously, Tony Finau he won at TPC Twin Cities last year. So again, the TPC courses uh, to go through everything. Uh, past winners at this event, Scotty Scheffler obviously got his breakthrough win a year ago and take a look at that uh, he beat Cantley in a playoff this tournament almost always goes to a playoff five of the past seven years have gone to a playoff and the other two were decided by one stroke so keep that in mind uh Cantley was second here and I, I can't believe that was his first appearance you don't see very many first time at the course winners at Scottsdale it's just something that hasn't really borne out over time but you know it, Last year, Sheffler shot 62 on Sunday, the best round by anyone of the week, and made a ton of putts. We'll dig into the strokes gain from last year a little bit here in a second. Brooks won the year before. A huge comeback on Sunday, chipped in. Uh, marked his second event. Obviously, he's not playing in these events anymore, but he won that at minus 19 over Scheffler and KH Lee. That was the return, the first big Felt like return for Jordan Spieth. The first time he got himself back in contention after like two years of struggling. Scheffler obviously inside the top 10 that year as well. Each of the top 12 finishers gained with the putter. So, and 11 of them gained at least three full strokes. But as mentioned before, this tournament can favor some of the crappier putters going just as the course becomes a little bit easier. It's truly who's going to ride the hot hand. Hence why we tend to... Stay around where the ball striking, good driving numbers uh, end up coming from. Like at this course, it had the most 300-yard drives per percentage, uh, 62% a year ago, and the average drive is over 300 yards. So it's despite being like 400 yards shorter than Torrey Pines, you're going to see players who absolutely mash it off the tee. And then it's funny that Webb Simpson ends up winning. Uh, he beats Tony Finau in the playoff, and now he's 250-1 to 1 this week. That's crazy. Uh, just how much Webb has fallen off over that time. Finau, Thomas, Nasty Nate, Lashley. Hey, there's Max Homa. Maybe Max Homa can win back-to-back starts for himself. Piercy was up there. Piercy was a bad play this week at Pebble Beach, by the way. I know, because I played him. Not great. Uh, in 2020, though, the highlight was, he. I think he was 10 back after Thursday, then went 63-64. Uh, even the first year Brooks won, which I think was 2015, he made the cut on the number and then just... Bruh, bullied up on the leaderboard uh it was one of the first like big bets that jeff and i cash when we started doing the show was brooks it was 40 to 1 i think it was his first like big pga start after playing on the european tour or the challenger tour whatever the hell he was playing before that uh he made the eagle on 16 and it was just lights out it was an awesome experience to watch then 2016 2017 hideki obviously goes back to back both those years really crippling my uh, i the year that we were there i had louis and ben ann uh, to win and they were both there after the final after the third round and then you know obviously it's louis and ben ann so they didn't win that shouldn't have been shocking for me but it felt like a real gut punch when i was there i thought it was gonna be my week ricky is the weird year that was 2019 ricky's had good run at this tournament not so much over the past two years but historically been very good at this tournament he was the first round leader went 64 65 64 almost gave it all back but the conditions were really really bad on that Sunday Brennan Grace made a huge run uh, from the back of the pack obviously Justin Thomas tried to make the run Ricky gave up the lead for a while Grace took the lead Grace put it in the water on 17 that was kind of the end of Grace he ended up coming second but and then Ricky rallied to get the win that just you don't see weather normally that poorly in phoenix but 
that's just the way that that it went that year. Uh, we'll take a look back at the strokes gained from last year. You can see Scotty Scheffler obviously did it all. Actually lost on approach throughout the course of the week. That's okay, though, when you gain 5.2 off the tee, almost three around the greens, and almost seven strokes putting. You can make it up in other ways. Everyone else, though, on the leaderboard until we get to party. Marty Laird, who lost two and a half, gained on approach. Everyone gained off the tee all the way down to, yeah, everyone who finished inside the top 20 gained off the tee a year ago, which is just insane to look at. Now you see the putting numbers. Some guys putt well, some guys putt poorly, but big numbers in terms of strokes game putting outside of Xander, who lost, uh, gained 13, gained the most strokes tee to green, but lost 1.2 on the greens. Let's see, 6.5 strokes gained for Scotty Scheffler, 5.4 gained for Patrick Cantley, 6 for Brooks Kepka. Those were your top three. Those were on the greens. And even after that, Figala over 5, Norin over 5, Horschel over 5, Hideki five or 3.5. Like, these are just huge numbers in terms of putting. And you know, not all these guys, you would say, are the greatest putters. Just take a look at what Scheffler has done. I mentioned I talk about this a little bit. And we go back and look at his winning streak from last year, culminating with the green jacket. That's great. 6.5 on the greens, 2.5, 4.3, 1.7. Obviously, he gained at the Masters when he won. But since then, it's been not great for Scotty Scheffler on the greens. Maybe this is you know, a happy place. Maybe he you know, plays these greens very well. Let's see, Phoenix won Waste Management. Well, no, waste Management, Phoenix Open. Gained 5.1 the year before. So in three starts at this course, over the course of his career, he's gained over five strokes putting twice, which is a complete anomaly from the rest of his career. Look, the last five tournaments, he's lost 1.6 strokes on average. Last 10, 1.2. For his career, he's down a little bit. Over his last 20, he's about break-even. But this began the stretch of him putting really well, and the rest of his game was you know, in form coming in. Uh, it's in form right now. When you look at what he's been doing, tee to green, ball striking, it doesn't really matter. He's still elite from that standpoint. Uh, just when you're not rolling in the required putts it takes to beat a field of this quality, then it's going to be pretty tough. Rory's playing too, by the way, coming off his win uh, two weeks ago over in the Middle East. So that's going to be pretty exciting to see. We got Rom and Rory in an event for the first time. I'm just super jazzed about this event. So uh, I just, it's going to be really hard to pick any long shots this week. I do think you want to consolidate near the top of the board. As I mentioned, Cam Young at 45 is probably going to get a lot of love. I can see Thie Gala too, just after the run that he had here last year, made a very good run. We were watching it uh, at our Super Bowl party, and then Cust had to say, I think Thie Gala is going to take this. And I think he instantly went in the water or put it out of bounds or something bad happened to him on the back nine, as I recall. And then that playoff just kept going and going and going between Cantley and Scheffler. But Montgomery, Thigala, and Cam Young, all sort of like popular-ish type players at the moment. So, you know, take that for what you will. I do want to go back to the tournament history just one more time for a second. You can see the players that have done the most over the past five years. JT, Xander, Rom, Matt Kuchar. That's weird. And Ricky Fowler, Hideki, Homa, Woodland, who does have a win at this event, won in 2018. Horschel and the Postmaster General, JT Poston, off to a pretty decent start this year. Nothing you know, great, but it's JT Poston. Uh, another guy who weirdly plays well at the Players' Championship, if that's a correlation that you want to throw in there. 
the players is super weird because there's so much water that guys are just going to inevitably have disastrous stats one year or another. You can almost throw those out as outliers, but people with large enough samples, you can be like, well, that's really weird that they play well at this course. Miscut, 22nd, 22nd. Another correlation that you can find is Sedgefield. I don't know how much it is between, there is between guys that have won at the Wyndham Championship and either won at the players or do well at the players. Obviously, the one win that... JT Poston has in his career. No, maybe he has two now. Because, yeah, he won Wyndham. No, yeah, he won Wyndham. He won John Deere. So he has two wins in his career now. Uh, but one of them was at Wyndham. Uh, obviously, he plays well at Scottsdale. Plays well at the Players' Championship. Again, that's sort of like the Webb Simpson jam that we've seen. The Henrik Stenson jam. Of that type of short-hitting player who can compete at these types of courses. Obviously, you can be a short-hitter, win at Wyndham, win at the Players. That's why it's easier at those ones. But it's weird that it translates over to this one as well. So his past four starts, 21st, 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 6th. Pretty decent start to the year, I would say. And gaining on approaches everywhere. Lost a bit at the American Express. But again, that's only two rounds at the stadium course. Another TPC course, by the way. Uh, but you, I have no idea what he did at La Quinta or the Nicholas Tournament course because those are not weighted. But he's putting the lights out right now. So maybe as a guy down the board, you could look at Poston coming in at 80-1. to 1. That's actually not all that great. Don't, don't love that. Not going to lie to you. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. You ready? Showtime. 
On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Stat model for the waste management open. Let's go down to the bottom. I assume it's under waste management. Good at top. Well, that's good news because we got a lot of top-end players this week. Let's see what we're doing for the key stats. Off the tee, 20%. Approach, 25%. Around the green, 10%. A lot of people chipping in at this course. So not only easy to putt, but easy to chip and actually make it. Uh, so you're going to see some really spike-heavy around the green numbers from this course uh, just because you can chip in and that just adds so much to what you're up to. Par 5s, 10%. Opportunities gained, 10%. 450 to 500 yard par fours where the hard ones come in at Scottsdale 10% eagle rate 5% putting 5% and proximity 175 to 200 that's also going to come in at 5% there's been no it didn't happen last year because Scheffler just didn't hit his approaches all that well but usually a big correlation between guys from that proximity range and where they end up on the leaderboard so a lot of winners have historically done very well mainly because that's where you're going to see the majority of your approaches on par fives from Uh, if you can end up making eagles for it you're good to go last 50 rounds Rory back to the top with Hunky, Donay, Finau, Xander, Sungjae, Lowry are your top five. First time we're seeing Lowry over here this year. Tommy Fleetwood making his debut as well. After that, it's Cantley, Homa, Justin Thomas, Will Zalatoris, Scotty Scheffler. That's the top ten in terms of the longer form model. Uh, some sleepers on there with longer odds. Kurt Kitayama. Uh, 150 to one kind of pops up on that. If he continues to run pretty decent at pebble, that will get cut down a little bit. I do like this course for him though. Uh, and what he tends to do well, very good at that proximity range. I also said that at Tory, and he was a disaster. Didn't think that pebble would be great for him playing well at pebble. So what do I know? Right. Daniel Berger is still listed in the field. Uh, he's not playing. At least I don't think he's playing. He's still doing his rehab. Still no real clear indicator of when he's going to come back, but that's where we're at right now. See who else? Corey Connors rates out pretty well. What did Connors do? Did he make the cut? He made the cut at the Sony. All right. Decent, actually, pretty decent start of the year for him. Great ball striking wise at the Sony. How has he played? He was 38th last year. Actually, gained strokes putting. Jesus. If it does help out, if he's gaining strokes, you know this helps out good putter or bad putters. Waste management, 17th, 45th. All right. If he can make some putts, the, the problem because he's so bad around the greens, he's likely not one of the guys who's going to be chipping in all that often. But hey, maybe he gets lucky over this. Cam Young writes out well. Tom Kim, Aaron Wise. Stats love Aaron Wise. Brennan Steele has actually had some pretty good run at this tournament over the years. Ranks out 20th in the longer form model. Let's see, where have we done with our guy? Waste Management, Phoenix Open. He has a third, a sixth. He had a good run from like 2012 to 2014. You know, that was a decade ago. But let's see, in 2018, a third. So yeah, it was like a from 2012 to 2018, had some pretty good run at this tournament. You see a lot of spike putting in there, 5.5, 6.6, 6. Uh, the last few years, he's missed the cut and come 30th, but did gain five strokes off the tee last year how has he been playing coming in obviously he was i he was in that final group 
on the Friday at the Farmers and just kind of bled it back a little bit. I mean, he's just doing very classic Bread and Steel stuff. Getting a bunch on, appro- on approach, getting a bunch off the tee, can't chip, can't putt. But at least we've seen him putt well at this course. Uh, it's not something you normally see at any course for Brendan Steele. Like, where has he had his best stuff? Travelers, so TPC River Highland, TPC Summerlin, Wyndham. Uh, that was back in 2013. Arnold Palmer Invitational. It's funny, these are like the courses that Scotty Shuffler had also putted well at. Uh, the Fortinet, where he's won twice. Valero. Okay. So he will have your... It's funny. There's like no in between for him. He's either the almost like when I mentioned Merritt last week, where he's either like one of the five best guys in the field or one of the five worst guys. And it turned out he was one of the worst guys at Pebble Beach. Bit of a rally on Saturday. Didn't really make. It's, it's tough when you start the day out at like plus eight or something. You're probably not going to make the cut, Troy Merritt. But Brendan Steele too. Like there's very few like average putting weeks for him. It's a complete disaster, or it runs really, really good. But the ball striking coming in has been excellent. Um, so maybe that's a angle that you want to take. I, again, when people run these stats, it's likely that he's going to be a pretty popular play based on that longer form course history. And the fact that you need someone from deeper down the board, he's likely to be one of those people. I don't know if I want to go back to Morikawa now or take him next week at Riviera. Uh, it's funny because the narrative surrounding Colin Morikawa right now is like how shit he's been. What a gagger. So bad. Look at what does he come this year? Oh, second and third. <laughs> like, and he's putting really well. That's all we ever really wanted from Colin Morikawa. It's like, can he figure out this putter? Can he make that consistent where he's not dropping 6.8 strokes, 6.1 strokes on the green and just losing every single time? Just, you don't need to have to gain your six strokes putting. Just don't be a complete disaster. And he is one of the few players where ball striking can really come through. So at a birdie fest, if he can heat up just a little bit on the greens like he did at the century, he should be good. Obviously, the chipping is always going to be a problem for him but very easy green regulation rate even if you miss the green i uh, miss the fairway at this course so i'm not really too concerned about him but a second and a third if that was any other player and you weren't watching you just looked at the numbers you'd say man this guy is due for a win right now based on his form but after you watch it you were like oh this isn't great but if the number is going to be 25 to 1 I think that's a great number for Morikawa and I realize the quality of other players it's just so funny and listen we just cashed a big ticket with Max Homa, but he's now 16 to 1. Morikawa is going to be 25. I'm going to bet Morikawa in that circumstance. Even if I like Max Homa a little bit better, which the stats clearly do long term, he obviously has the history at this course. I mean, 10 extra points for Morikawa just seems like an absolute no brainer in that circumstance. Who else do we got down here? Oh, good. Brian Herman. Don't want to bet that guy again. Davis Riley. This is all longer term stuff. Let's trick it down a little bit. Let's do past 24 and see if that changes anything for us in terms of potential sleepers. Because realistically, you're going to take the guys at the top that you want. Like, that's no surprise to anyone. And all those guys are sort of, I don't want to say equal. If they were equal, they would all have the same odds. That's not what I'm talking about. Like, do you want to go with Rory at 8-1 to or Rom at plus 650? You know, maybe. Maybe that's the bet you want to make. I would try to consolidate a little more in from basically... Thomas down to Cam Young, and I I don't think his numbers are going to stay at 45, but really stay in this range because I feel like that's where the winner is going to come from. Then you can have three of those guys versus one Aram. Maybe you just want to take the one Aram. Uh, He's never finished, what is it, like worse than 16th at this event, and that includes when he played this as an amateur, and he's never won. 
So, and he tends to win a lot lately. So this would be a nice, this is where he went to college, very familiar with the area, style of golf, all the grass types. Now, he's played this course, I wouldn't say millions of times, that would be impossible. But he's played this course enough, uh, both in tournament events with the stadium set up and when there's none of that around, that he should be all right. So past 24, Rory again remains at number one. Homa, Finau, Sungjae, Cantlay, Rom, Zalatoros, yeah, 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 all the same guys. Morikawa gets an uptick. Tom Kim ends up there as well. 28 to 1 for Tom Kim. All right, so where did he win? Sedgefield, which I said could be a co- correlation course. TPC somewhere, another TPC course. I just love Tom Kim, and I do think that he's going to win the players, so. You know, that would all of a sudden make it an in-the-future correlation if he can do really well at this course. Uh, I just think with his ability to get nuclear with the putter and just the way that he's been playing overall. like He's going to have his up and downs. He's still a super young guy, but with his win rate, I mean, fifth, miscut, sixth. It's pretty good. And still gaining on approach. It's just a disastrous putting week at Wiley. That's really all it was. Uh, and 28 to 1 seems like a pretty fair number. Jason Day is 40 to 1. You can see him lurking back up. Kitayama remains around there, 150 to 1. Uh, if you do want Kitayama, I, I don't, like I said, I'm not from the future. If I was, I wouldn't have the worst fucking picks in the world at Pebble Beach. But if he ends up doing well and comes inside the top five, obviously I've ran two sets of models now. He continues to pop up. He's going to be a popular play at 151 because everyone just needs to have a long shot and he would be one of the ones to look at. Wyndham Clark uh, is inside the top 20 in terms of stat modeling he's 180 to 1 Hayden Buck loves to fuck loves to be in the top 25 of the stat modeling over the past 24 rounds he's 200 to 1 so now we're in the territory of guys that you know popular long shots how can we sniff out who the popular long shots are going to be Vegas Taron David Lipsky Brennan Steele I mean, Jimmy Hahn has had some nice run at this event over the years. I, I'm glad Tambo talked me out of him this week. Not that it made that much of a difference, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Trey Mullinex didn't like Mullinex at Pebble Beach. Like him more at a course like this. Because when we kind of rate out this key proximity range, we can see who the best players are. Oh, my God, Siwoo is the best player. Has not had the best run at this tournament over the years. Been better the past few. And you'd think that he would be great based on you know, all the correlation courses that I said. Wyndham in the Players' Championship two tournaments that he has won in his career but when you look at phoenix for a while he was the guy who had lost the most strokes um, over any one of the past five years so last year lost putting lost on approach gained off the tee and gained around the green ended up coming 26th 50th miscut miscut 62nd miscut 67 there was just something about this course maybe just parties too hard i don't know Maybe that could be the case for old Si Woo Kim. But he's been the best in that proximity range. K.H. Lee, who I already have a bet in on. I have a bet in on K.H. Lee and Cam Davis from before, uh, both at 130-1. to Uh, K.H. Lee just plays TPC courses really well. He's coming second at this course. And I feel like I wasn't hating what he was up to throughout the early portion of the season. Let's see how he's been playing. Miscut 28th and 7th. Uh, Bad at the American Express. No excuses, K.H. Lee. Jump back off K.H. Lee. See who else? Lee Hodges, Chesson. Oh, God, Chesson Adley. Well, that's not great. These are all still the 175 to 200 gainers over the past 24. So you got like Rom, Cantley, Stallings. Eh, maybe Stallings. Eh, don't love any of this. 
shrink it down one more time and see what we got for the past 12 rounds, just to try to identify some more sleepers. Again, when you have super fields like this, you just pick your poison, go with the guys that you think are going to win near the top. And if you are trying, and this is more for a DraftKings thing or top 40, top 30, top 20, whatever market that you really want to get into to try to find these low end guys that can fill out the end of your roster. Because obviously you're going to need them for <laughs> the purposes of DraftKings this week. If you're actually going to fill out a lineup, I think they make you use your salary cap and uh, pick six guys. You can't just pick three guys and be like, all right, that's enough for me. We'll see how that works maybe that'd be fun who knows so past 12 rom fino rory yeah 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 damon all right um i totally did not watch what he was doing at pebble i assume i didn't see him as one of the 38 guys within two shots of the lead on saturday so i assume he's not playing well steel continues to be up on the rankings poston siwoo kitayama wyndham clark lipsky taron keith mitchell matthew neesmith okay Again, so the same similar types of names coming up as the long shot. Svensson is inside the top 30s, 250 to 1. Davis Riley, 250 to 1. KH Lee, 80 to 1, remains up there as well. So it's all the same type of guys that we're seeing. Jason Day over the past 12. It's funny that he drops uh, a little bit. Uh, I guess because the field is so good. He's used to playing against like the jabroni fields. Bad from this key proximity range too. Like I wouldn't take all of this with a grain of salt either. Like, or take it with a grain of salt. If someone's bad from 175 to 200, it's not like a disqualifier for them. It's just nice to see if you're trying to look deeper down the board or give yourself a reason of why you want to talk yourself into someone. That could be one of the reasons why. I wonder who the worst guys in this field are. Didn't even really think about that. Oh, McGreevy. Johnny, uh Reevy, who lost in a playoff to Gary Woodland at this course. How is, I wonder how Reevy's been doing. I, I mean, I assume he loses like 40 strokes putting every single week, but has the rest of his game been? Has it been bad across the board? Whoop. Press the wrong button there. There we are. There she is, Reevy. Gain four. It's funny when you gain four strokes putting in your Chez Reevy and you just still barely make the cut and come 41st. You know, it's been a bad run for old Chez Reevy. No consistency whatsoever. It's hard to believe he won on tour last year and got himself into the Tournament of Champions. Is there anything else we really want to look at this week? Obviously, you can play with all the filters uh, down on the left-hand side. I do want to take a look at, we'll go past 36 rounds and just take a look at par 5 scoring very quickly to see what players are maybe players that here's the problem with par five efficiency so it's par fives gained against the field uh all the par fives are going to be in this range by the way 550 to 600 yards that putting makes so much of a difference as a part of this so looking at eagles will be kind of key as well but fitzpatrick jagger keegan aaron wise and rory have been your best players on the par fives of that range it's funny because keegan has been great on par fives from this range but 101st in the field on par five scoring overall. I'm guessing that's a putting issue. Uh, Kevin Tway, I, I don't know whether his albatross was legitimate or not. I didn't care enough about Kevin Tway to go and research that, but I saw it pop up on my feed. It's like double eagle for Kevin Tway at Pebble Beach. That's crazy. And then I just didn't care anymore. But he's 400 to one and scoring well on these par fives, but not great on par fives overall. So there's a big gap uh, between those two. I mean, Daniel Berger, sure. Uh, Scott Stallings and Harris English are the other two that are good on par fives from the key range and not good on par fives overall. Par fives overall, Rory, Sungjae, Xander, Fitz, and Cantlay, Finau. There's Cam Davis again. Cam Davis is not playing in this field. Cam Davis is in the field. I mean, 
I wonder what his odds are going to end up being. I thought thought I was savvy getting him at 130 to one. Might not be the case based on the recent form that he has coming in. Lowry, Higo, Justin Thomas, Jagger. So Jagger has popped up there a few times. Okay. Think he had a decent run at Tory. 53rd. Oh yeah, he tanked on the weekend. He was he was Raz's guy. He's actually looking good. And he just had a terrible final two rounds. Amex. So he's making a ton of cuts. Played well in Houston, but that was chipping and putting related. Wonder how he's done in hooked on phonics over the year. 62nd last year, missed the cut in 2019, the only two times that he has played at this course. Let's take a look at more of the scoring stats as well. We can take a look at opportunities gained and eagle rate. Uh, obviously, listen, eagle rate is a weird stat. Because, uh, again, it's a putting stat, for one thing. And all par fives are not the same. So it really depends on which par fives over the course of these 36 rounds that people have played. But uh, there's only so much good data that you're going to be able to find on something like this. But Taylor Montgomery has been the best. Xander, Hayden, Buckley, T-Dunks. Oh, my God, Tyler Duncan? Crazy. Must be putting well. Wyndham Clark, Sung Jay, Shane Lowry, Lee Hodges, Davis Thompson. This could be actually a really good Davis Thompson course. I uh, didn't even really think about him. He's 250 to one right now. Obviously, he made the big run at the Amex. But when you look at what he does well, it's the driving. It is approach play. And if this is a course where it could be a little bit easier to putt for bad putters, well, then that's great news. He played well at the Fortinet Championship. Uh, ended up coming in ninth. Gained there. Obviously, second at the American Express. I'm not talking about him as an outright winner bet, but... Uh, scroll back down here but the driving has been fantastic and the approach play has been good it was better it's been worse lately but you know two rounds at the american express made the cut at the farmers just played very poorly on the weekend uh so i would guess that on the south course in round one probably his approach is pretty good and then just continued to falter over the course of the weekend still drove the ball really well though so you can point to some of those numbers as back end guys that we can go to matthew fitzpatrick hovland Brandon, woo! Kurt Kediyama once again pops up. Tom Kim, Vegas, Hoagie, Thomas, Sink. All right. Let's go to opportunities gained. See who's been the best over that time. Hoagie, Rory, Steele, Cantley, Connors. All right. That's over the past 36 rounds. Siwoo, Kim and Kim, Siwoo and Tom, Kitayama, Lowry, Tony Fino, and Cam Davis. Mullinix, Zalatoris, Henley, Henley's 100 to 1, huh? Colin Morikawa, Hideki. So Hideki continues to linger around in a lot of these stats that we want to see. I'm still shocked that he's 28 to 1. Feels like everyone's going to bet that. Past 12 rounds, so how does form coming in for opportunities gain? Guys that are just pin-seeking lately. Hoagie, Finau, Kim, Steele, Lowry, Tom Kim. That was Siwoo Kim at number 3. Tom Kim, Kitayama, Damon, but that's not really short-term for Damon. These 12 rounds go back to last year sometime. RSM, Houston, Mayakoba, Shriners, and Sanderson Farms. So uh, nothing, we see him at Pebble, but that's all we got from me and played in 11 weeks uh, before this week. Rory, Poston, Piercy, Cam Young, Connors, the Todd father. There's Lipsky again. Uh, was playing well, then was playing very poorly at the pro. Started out hot, didn't end up that way. Chuck Hoffman. Norin, Homa, Riley, Lonto. Lonto started to turn it on a little bit on the final day once he got to Pebble Beach. Looks like he, it's still going on as we speak, but it looks like he's going to get through the cut line. So continues to pile it up a little bit. Hubbard, KH Lee, Neesmith, Fowler. I don't know what to do with Fowler this week. 60 to 1 seems unfair, but if he's starting to show lifelines, 
of actually being back. So if there's ever been a happy place for Ricky over the years, it's like here and PGA National. Yeah, PGA National. Honda. And he's most definitely probably going to play Honda this time around as well. So those were the odds. Usually we do guess the odds at this point, but the odds are actually out on DraftKings Sportsbook. So you can go check those. Uh, They'll probably reset themselves a little bit once we get more information. All the new strokes gain data gets pumped into the system. We have the Asian Tour, and then we have the winner at Pebble Beach. And if it's, again, Cam Young over on the Asian Tour, even if he comes second, you're probably going to see that 45 number disappear quickly if you want to generate your own custom models research your own stats fantasynational.com slash mayo in order to get yourself that 20 percent discount highly recommend that you do it so enjoy this week i'll be back with feinberg on monday tambo on wednesday plus super bowl content all week on the pat mayo experience smash the like and sub to the channel on the way out i would greatly appreciate that all right i'm pat mayo i'll see you next time experience experience